Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Stand by for news. We need to stop now and then and evaluate our spiritual life. If you were to take time to do a thorough assessment of your attitudes toward and your perspective of Almighty God today, you might be surprised by what you find. Millions of Christians have received Christ as their Savior, but still give in to the allurement of sin. Faith becomes merely a habit or an accessory rather than a heart conviction and a way of life. William Booth said, pray as if everything depended on your prayer. I think that's true. When pulled in two directions, many people compromise themselves because they're convinced that they can't live the way Christ did. There are several reasons for this kind of thinking. They're probably ignorant of God's word and the power he gives us to live out authentic Christianity. Second, they may think their behavior is acceptable. They see other Christians living the same way. And finally, those who refuse to surrender completely to the Lord will never know the power of His Spirit to overcome sin. If you struggle with any of these things, remember that you're a new creation in Christ and you can draw strength from God's divine nature, which lives in you. According to 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4, it's available today. Why not claim it and live it? in the world is going on. After a California grand jury handed down an indictment on the first son, that Hunter Biden, political analysts predicted the bombshell is going to put President Biden in a self-constructed trap after he again claimed allegations that he was influenced peddling cahoots with his brother and son were absolute lies. A grand jury in California, which comprises Los Angeles, handed down an indictment against Hunter Biden. I think a lot of people felt that David Weiss was going to let these charges skate and Hunter would never be held accountable for making millions of dollars overseas. And a lot of people will say that was inappropriate. Nine new indictments and he could face 17 years in prison. Well, now we're getting somewhere. It all came down yesterday. Michigan school shooter there, Ethan Crumley, is scheduled to be sentenced today. This is two years after he fatally shot four students, killed four of them, injured seven others. That was November of 2021. He was then 15 years old, walked into Oxford High School the morning of November the 30th with a gun in his backpack and killed a bunch of 14 through 17-year-olds. I'm going to spend the rest of my life in prison rotting like a tomato. He wrote those notes that were revealed during the hearing on July the 27th, and it's true. So what do you think of the U.N.? A lot of bright people there, wouldn't you say? <laughs> the U.N. agency responsible for developing recommendations for agriculture and food policy is going to publish a new report saying that you Americans should stop eating meat. And without going into detail on this gobbledygook, guess what it's tied to? Climate change. I'm telling you what. And somehow we have to exist on this globe with all these nutcases. Okay, let's uh, stop over here to our dumb and dumber department. A woman who tried to shoplift $727.86 in merchandise from... A Michigan Walmart over the weekend didn't get very far. And the reason being, there were 75 cops in the store. It was Shop of the Cop charity event day. 
State troopers from the Brighton Post were participating in the event over the weekend at the Walmart store in Genoa Township. It's about an hour northwest of Detroit. Police say that this shop with a cop gives area children through donations from local businesses an opportunity to partner with a police officer and shop for themselves and their family. We bring children might otherwise not have a good Christmas to get some stuff in the store. Says the Michigan State Police, they get $100, sometimes a $150 gift card to go and just shop for themselves in the store. Okay, for that part, <laughs> amid that wonderful event, not to mention a high concentration of police, one woman got the bright idea to try shoplifting while there. A staff member notified a trooper, and uh, they found she was stealing over $700 worth of stuff. The 62-year-old suspect just loaded up her cart and waltzed right through the checkout. Groceries, clothes, all kinds of stuff. It even wasn't bagged. And then she tried to walk out of the store. Yep. Uh, did I say this is Moronville, Michigan? Ah, probably not. So I'm going through Kroger yesterday, checking out, and uh, I know most of the cashiers. One of the older gals that I'm friends with said, Did you hear what happened in Waynedale? By the way, that's where our church is, the cross in Waynedale, just a part of Fort Wayne. I said, no, what happened? One of our cashiers was just stabbed. She died on the way to the hospital. I guess there'd been an earlier confrontation of some sort between a guy and employees there, and he came back, stabbed the gal to death. Unbelievable. Really? In the new America, a flood of evil. One of the men in my church, Leo, just lives a couple of blocks from that Kroger store. He put this on my Facebook page today. Yesterday, a very tragic event happened just a few blocks from my home. A customer in my local store, for some reason, stabbed a cashier who worked there for so many years. It's human nature, I guess, to ask why such a thing would happen. Thankfully, I cannot understand this man's motives for doing what he did. What I do know is that this type of horrible crime is encroaching even in my once quiet, safe, and secure neighborhood here. I didn't know this woman, but had interacted with her before. I do know that she didn't deserve what happened to her. And I do know I don't pray anywhere near enough for peace in my city here. This is going to be another case of warning signs being missed, do you think? or a troubled man with issues not being somehow helped by those around him? I fear the answer will be yes. Sadly, it's easy to hear these things and shake our heads for a few moments and then go back to our life. But the Lord allowed this to happen in my neighborhood, and for some reason it bothers me far more than if it would happen somewhere across town. So I'm going to pray for this woman's family, friends, and co-workers. And instead of wishing for jailhouse justice for this man... Instead, I want to pray for him, for he can be a much better man than what he was late yesterday morning. Wow. Life in America. Are you following the college presidents, Harvard, University of Pennsylvania? What is going on? There's a growing chorus now of donors, politicians, business leaders, and other prominent figures calling for the immediate ouster of the University of Pennsylvania's president, Liz Mandel, 
reached a crescendo after her disastrous testimony this week at a House hearing. During Tuesday's House hearing, she said, along with the presidents of Harvard and MIT, that they did not explicitly say that calling for the genocide of Jews would necessarily violate their code of conduct on bullying or harassment. See how nuts we are in America? A flood of evil? We have lost our ever-loving minds. These are university presidents. They're half-wits. Instead, these people explained it would depend on the circumstances and the conduct, which shocked politicians, and few things shock politicians. This gal already under fire prior to Tuesday's hearing after multiple incidents of anti-Semitism on their campus in the last few months, and what critics have said was a tepid response in those incidents, and allegedly hundreds of millions of dollars could be taken back by donors if these bozos don't get their act together. I'd fire them anyway. Okay, what's the deal here? Congress has begun an investigation of various media outlets, those left-leaning loonies, that had reporters embedded with Hamas during that terrorist organization's attack on Israel October the 7th. Really? That was when terrorists likely drugged up with instructions to commit atrocities against Israeli civilians did just that. Beheading babies, burning entire families alive. Further details revealed that the attack that killed an estimated 1,400 people showed that the terrorists raped both men and women and murdered them in stunningly brutal fashions. Having reporters embedded with an event is a common occurrence for media organizations, sure, like protests, parades, and the like. But the legal and ethical questions of allowing reporters to knowingly accompany terrorists on a demonic-led murder spree raises some real red flags the size of Alaska or Texas. Are you kidding me? Where's my gun? Come on, is this one true? No longer going to be self-checkouts at Walmart, Costco, Wegmans? Really? According to many retail experts, self-checkouts at the big retailers like Walmart and Costco, they're going to become extinct soon. The big corporations blaming it all on crime. Phil Leppert, a food industry analyst, says, I think we're going to see the demise of the self-checkout very soon. The concept of self-checkout started popping up in the late 80s, but they've become increasingly popular since the 2000s, with big stores projecting to be 65% automated by 2025. Well, okay. The theory of checking out yourself has always generated mixed reactions among customers. Some prefer not needing to interact with employees, don't want to be around them. Others report frustration with technical failures and having to do the task themselves. Who's paying me to do my, or to do your job? Something to think about. You think that's going to happen? What else is happening? Need I mention who the person of the year, it used to be man of the year, somewhere they changed. Now it's person of the year, and you know who that is. McDonald's getting a little treat business here. The fast food chain is opening the first location of a new restaurant concept called Cosmac. That's in Illinois today. Nine more are set to open in Texas. The restaurant focusing on caffeinated drinks and afternoon pick-me-up snacks. 
Okay. And is this one real? They have a color of the year. I guess I've missed this somewhere. The new color is peach. It's called peach fuzz. You're going to see it on everything, everywhere, cell phones, clothes, your living room. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm really out of it. Hey, whatever floats your boat, are they still around talking about Krispy Kreme? Opened their first store in France yesterday. People waited overnight, overnight, so they could get a hot glazed donuts in France. You're getting. And a family side note here, please continue to pray for the patents and all these grandkids. We still are battling second round of bronchitis. <coughs> it's, it's no fun. Ah, uh, for the new stuff, I think I've had my say. Who said that? If you don't get excited about your friend's success, you're not a friend. Oh, I don't like this one, but it's probably true. Right now, right now, someone out there that you once helped is telling people what a bad person you are. And pastors can definitely identify with that one. What is the one thing that became more clear as you get older? Watching the Grinch, I understand why he wanted to live alone with his dog. When my people were enslaved by Southern Democrats, they used to tell us that if the Republicans freed us, we wouldn't know how to support ourselves. We'd starve. They're still telling us that today. Here's a good one. People are okay with the truth, as long as it doesn't correct, affect, change, or disturb the way they think, feel, live, or act. The real gospel will correct you, affect you, change you, oh, disturb you of your sinful and hypocritical ways, and then teach you how to think, feel, live, and act the right way, God's way. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. Well, a big thank you for all you do for Greg Patton Ministries and well, hello, world. Recently found out we're about to receive a gift, a used Toyota Camry. That was very thoughtful from one of our supporters. We thank you, those of you that give regularly, monthly, to Greg Patton Ministries and help keep this radio program on the air. A reminder that we come out of the Cross Church in Fort Wayne, Indiana, where we've ministered for over 30 years. God has blessed in a mighty way. Pray for us. That's a good start. And if God would direct you to do something else, that would be fantastic, too. And a couple of more things. Uh, InvisibleWarTheSaints.com. That's where you can get your copy of that special new book from Greg Patton Ministries, Southwest Radio Church, InvisibleWarOnTheSaints.com. And attention, Tri-City Areas. End of February, 1st of March, it's the share We're coming. Oh, we're going to be down there anyway <laughs> quite a bit in February and March. Tri-City, Tennessee, share WHCB, 91.5. Be praying about that. Get in touch with us if you'd like to have us speak at your church. Well, I was reading this story, and I've thought about, I've done some of these before, similar stories anyway, but... Uh, it all gets to the same point in the end. This particular one about a couple of boys stranded at sea. 
Almost immediately after they pushed off from shore, a riptide caught hold of their sailboat. The relentless current drove them far from familiar noises of people on the beach. In just an hour's time, they were miles from the coast. They had no food, no water, no life preservers, and no means of communication. It would be hours before anyone back home realized they were even gone. During their first night on the open sea, the wind chill factor dropped below freezing. They lay awake in the boat, shivering with fear and hypothermia. One day turned into another, then a week, and their determination to survive just dwindled. They passed the days talking about their fondest memories, best friends, favorite foods from banana splits to Mountain Dew. Their tongues hardened with thirst and their mouths blistered. On the sixth day, they carved a farewell message to loved ones in the boat's hull and waited to die. But the following morning, they awoke to a dazzling rainbow. As they drifted along, a swell rose beneath them, lifting their boat high enough to see another vessel close by. Two fishermen on board, a gray-bearded captain and his weather-beaten comrade. Angels, as the boys would later call them. The men helped the boys from their craft, gave them water, and returned them safely to their home. I think for me personally, and probably you as well, as this time of year, we think about these kinds of stories. There are so many out there just like it. I think I can still smell Thanksgiving turkey, and I'm excited about what's going to be on the table for Christmas. You know, we have everything we need in this old world, and so much more. In contrast to the desperate boys stranded at sea, we are warm and secure, and everything's wonderful today, and we have much to be thankful for, don't we? But imagine what our celebrations during this holiday season would be like if we just drifted in from the sea. We were wasting away, having dreamed of rescue for so long. We'd be absolutely astonished to actually be safe. Our gratitude would overflow, bubbling out with tears and laughter and immeasurable relief beyond belief. Oh, the joy, the overwhelming joy. Desperate to bring our famished friends to the table as well. Those who have been rescued from starvation are thankful for food in a way that the well-fed are not and, and really don't understand. The spiritual parallel here is obvious, isn't it? Those who truly realize the enormity of their spiritual rescue overflow or should with gratitude for God's grace. They consume His Word and they can't get enough of it. They want to tell everyone how they were lost and were found by Jesus Christ. They bubble with joy. They just can't get over the fact that God loves them so and delivered them from spiritual death. And they want everyone to know how they were saved. Let me ask you, what about those of us who have been on the safe road of faith for quite some time now? Can we sit down and enjoy this kind of wild, exhilarating thankfulness? I mean, really? We can, but in order to do so, we need to re-examine how thankful we are and why. There are two types of gratitude, one secondary, the other primary. The secondary kind of thankfulness is for the blessings received, the things that first come to mind are around the Thanksgiving table as an example, life and health and home, family and the freedom and the friends and the food, and the list goes on and on. It's a mindset of active appreciation for all of the good gifts God gives, large and small. 18th century preacher Jonathan Edwards called this natural gratitude. It's a great thing. 
but it doesn't come easily when life is hard. Such conditional thankfulness can buoy us in difficult times. Edwards says that if we love God only because of what he gives us, our affection begins at the wrong end. The other kind of appreciation is what Edwards called gracious gratitude, thankfulness, not only for what God gives, but for who God is. It's all about him and our exalting in his goodness, his love, his power, his grace, regardless of any favors received. And this sort of gratefulness is genuine evidence of the Holy Spirit in your life, and it grows in the midst of pain. We hear it in the intimate whispers of the psalmist who longs to know God more deeply, even as enemies surround him. We see it in the otherwise inexplicable conviction of Job, though he slay me, oh, you know it, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. The Apostle Paul was brimming with this kind of gratitude. If threatened with death, as often happened, he said things like, fine, to die is gain, if kept alive, fine again, for me to live as Christ, Philippians 1.21. He was unstoppable, unquenchable, full of thanks and peace and joy, not because of what he had or what God had done for him, but because of who he knew. Those of us who are full of gracious gratitude should overflow like a fountain, spilling out with joy and worship and mission. By the way they live and the words they say, thankful believers bear witness to the one who saved their soul and is keeping them today. They're irrepressible. No one can stop them from going wherever God directs, wherever there are needs. So the question today, are you truly thankful, my friend? And how do you express that thankfulness? And let's end with this, although I'm sure there'll be some who don't like it. Seven-year-old boy prepared a letter hoping the post office would send it to his dad in heaven. What he got back was a beautiful response from the post office on a successful delivery. Last week, Terry Copeland shared her son Jace's letter on Facebook, sealed inside an envelope with a message for the postman, Can you take this to heaven for my dad's birthday? Thank you. Weeks after Jace mailed the letter, he received a response from the UK Royal Mail, confirming his letter had indeed been delivered. This was a difficult challenge, avoiding stars and other galactic objects en route to heaven, reads the letter. However, please be assured, this particular important item of mail has been delivered. In her post, which has since been shared more than a quarter of a million times on Facebook, Copeland said the letter restored her faith in humanity. I actually cannot state how emotional he is knowing his dad got the card. Letter signed by Sean Milligan, assistant delivery manager of Royal Mail. Jace's letter touched us all, said Royal Mail in a statement to USA Today. We're very proud of Sean for his response to give some comfort to Jace and his family. I think we all need more of that comfort. We need to be givers of the same. And finally, today's bumper snicker, my dog is smarter than your honor student. <laughs> well, that's a real slap, right? And then some wisdom for the ages for a man who has been married, it seems like forever. <laughs> no, just been with this woman about 60 years. I've learned there's only two things to keep my wife happy. First, I let her think that she's having her way. And second, I'm letting her have her way. <laughs> it just, 
Oh, never mind. You've been listening to Hello World. I'm Greg Patton. News, information, comment, and all kinds of stuff, right? Trust you're going to have a great week. Are going to be in church on Sunday? You better be. Thanks for being here and supporting us. You want to hear last week? Somebody wanted to hear yesterday's program. You can go to whcbradio.org there and just follow the links or gregpatton.com, all available. And that's the way it is, Friday, December the 8th, 2023. I am Greg Patton. God bless you. Have a great weekend.